Hello. So today we're going to be talking about search engine optimization or SEO. And we're going to try and keep this um, without too many technical terms in to try and demystify the whole world of search engine optimization and those wonderful little emails that you get that say, you, do you want to be number one in Google um, by next Friday? Or you don't seem to be listing locally or the amount of emails that you get. We want to just um, talk about those and how you can get around those. But I want to introduce you today to Martin McAndrew, who runs an agency called Blue Thirst. And Martin is um, a guru on all things technical and all things search engine optimization. So welcome, Martin. If you'd like to just sort of tell us what it is, you know, this, this, this wonderful um, phrase of search engine optimization and how I can get to number one on Google. <laughs> yeah, that, that's always how they lead in the, in the email, isn't it? Position one. Um, so yeah, a little bit about myself. I, I was the... Um, lead technical seo for the last bnq website build so the diy.com um yeah i was we were in charge of making sure that that platform didn't lose any revenue between switch from an old site to a new site so a lot of technical stuff went into that but actually for smaller businesses you don't need to be scared of seo it's something that actually you can really do yourself um, and we're going to kind of talk about how you don't need to reply to these emails. You know, you don't need to be spending any money. We'll, we'll talk about maybe some kind of apps if you're using WordPress that can make the whole process a little bit easier. But yeah, you don't need to be using an SEO expert when you're starting out. No, I think it's just because it's made to be very, very complicated. And I think, you know, honestly, you probably need a degree in it if you're going right into it. And, you know, that's why you would use an agency. But as a small business, you just need to understand the fundamentals about really for Google, it's about um, producing when, when I'm searching on Google and I look for, I don't know, something that I'm looking to buy, a new pair of dungarees or whatever I'm happy looking to buy. Yeah. Um, they're going to serve back to me the most relevant responses to my search. And that's why Google is the business it is today. So they're looking at it from a consumer point of view and going, okay, we'll give them what they want. And that's what the searcher wants to find. So that's what we're going to give them. So if your website, for instance, delivers that experience and delivers the fact that you sell really good dungarees, then you will get further up the rankings. So it's all about the content on your website and how Google looks at your website and ranks your website so perhaps tell us a little bit about the wonderful google yeah it's really interesting you know, a point you raised there that actually yeah, seo one of the reasons that kind of google has it is to get people to keep coming back and using its service over and over again the one thing you've got to remember is that what monetizes google is the paid side of things so yeah it's interesting a lot of people talk about their now, in the future, page one of Google being all paid adverts, but we're yeah we're not we're going to ignore that fact today. We're going to talk about <laughs> the, the organic side of things. So what you've got to kind of remember is that although Google is very very advanced, it is still a computer coming crawling your website and putting it into a database. That's kind of fundamentally what it's doing. Once you're in that database, there are a whole load of signals and things that are applied to that crawl data to work out what your website's about and how authoritative you are on a particular topic. So the first thing, you know, the very first bit you've got to get right is ensuring that your website is being crawled. If Google can't find it, 
then you can't ever rank for anything. So really, really simply, um, Google give you a free tool where you can set all of this up. Um, it's called Google Webmaster Tools. In fact, I think it might be renamed to something new. Google Webmaster Tools is probably the old money way. But if you Google Google Webmaster Tools, yeah. you can set up an account and there's some kind of really simple fundamental things you need to do. So number one, you'll need to verify that you are in fact the owner of the website. Um, there's a very simple process that you can go through to, to set that up. You can then submit what's called a sitemap, which is just like a normal map. You're telling Google, here are all the pages on my website. You submit that off to Google. Google then comes with its crawler and it looks at every single page on your website, extracts all the data that you've in content you've put onto those pages, stores it, stores it in its database, and then you know, the dreaded SEO Google algorithm is then applied to that data. <laughs> yeah. If you could work that out, you'd be a multimillionaire. But, and, and if they stopped having animal changes, like they call them panda. Yeah, or... panda and, yeah. <laughs> but I think you've, you've actually raised a really important point there is don't chase the algorithm. Um, and a lot of these emails that you receive, some of them will work. So some of them will do things that are maybe going to give you a short-term boost. But actually, what you've kind of got to remember is, you know, all the MBAs and mathematical geniuses that work at Google are being paid to sniff out people that are making kind of decisions that are against Google's algorithm. So, you know, like back in the day where you, know, you could build links and you could buy links and there were link exchanges, you know, you could, the, in, in the gambling industry, for example, you know, there were people being paid tens of thousands of pounds a day to maintain rankings, they all got caught. And you know, I've heard stories of call centers literally overnight going from a room of 100 people getting inbound calls from organic listings, disappearing overnight because they've chased the algorithm, they've been caught doing naughty things that are against Google's terms of service. And Google doesn't care. You know, if There's plenty more other websites that they can list. If you break their terms of service by doing naughty stuff, they will shut you down. The original PDF, Beginner's SEO for Google, on the Google website, I don't think has changed in the last 10 years. You know, the fundamentals of make it accessible, write good content, and the rest will kind of follow. Write it for a human being. If you're writing it for Google, that's when you're maybe starting to chase an algorithm, which is a bit of a now a bit of a warning signal that you are maybe starting to head in the wrong direction. Yeah. So how do we define which cute? So we built this really nice shiny new website and it has yeah. lots of pages, you know, they're really yeah. lovely and we've we've got them built nicely and we've perhaps built it on WordPress. And now we're thinking, okay, well, we need to write the content. We're going to write content on to these pages. So the content we need to write has got to be SEO'd, as I call it, or has to have relevant SEO in it without what we call stuffing it. So let's say if I've got Wedding Flowers Northamptonshire as one of my pages, I'm not going to say, and if you like to have your Wedding Flowers Northamptonshire, you can come to us because we're a wedding florist in Northamptonshire and you can buy your wedding flowers. And I mean, yes, that's stuffing it for the algorithm. But there's obviously ways that we can write content which has the words in it. So it's written for a human being, but also written for a Google crawler. So how do we decide which words we're going to go for? Yeah, a really good point. So one of the things you've got to think about is if you optimize and get to position one for a term that nobody will ever search for, 
what is the value of that for your business? So if nobody ever searches for the term you're in position one for, you'll get no traffic to your site. If you optimize for a term that's incredibly competitive, that's maybe got, you know, guys that are spending serious amount of time and cash to optimize a page, you're not going to get ranked. So you need to find that that happy medium point. Um, one of the, the quickest way to do that, the way we would recommend it, is we would use a program called Google Ads, which is their paid platform. And what you could do is you could test a number of keywords and see which keywords optim- which keywords convert for your website. That's not for everyone because you know there is a cost there you pay to Google to get traffic to that site. But instantly you'll have the data over which keywords perform um, and you can then go about optimizing your site for those particular keywords. There are a number of free tools out there. Um, Google Trends is quite good. That will give you examples of keywords and it will also give you some ideas of associated keywords. If you do a search on Google for a keyword and you scroll to the bottom, there's normally a number of suggested terms they can be quite good to optimize for as well. So yeah, I mean, I, I would always, when you produce a piece of content like um, flowers in Northampton, if you talk about being a, in a being a florist in Northampton and you talk about flowers and you talk about you know your delivery area, you would cover all of the SEO aspects needed in a way that you would be saying it to a customer. I mean, I remember when I first started working for a very famous um, high end dog and cat food manufacturer when I first read their content I didn't know it was pet food I mean the the product was organic it was an amazing product but it wasn't written as a pet food (laughs) so it was beautiful for your yeah beautifully and organic and prepared in our kitchens and home produced and produced for your liking but not once they mentioned probably that it's a pet food animal yeah yeah yeah. okay so that's what we've got to be really careful of. I always say, write your content and then pretend that an alien has come down from Mars and he looks at it and goes, woo, 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 what's this about? You know, like those little smash men and they're showing my age, isn't it? And they look at it and go, uh, okay, can I really understand what this is saying? You know, can I give this to somebody? And because we're very good at using all that flowery language, you know, discerning, elegant, natural, scented, you know, in florist, we use lots of beautiful words and it creates an image, but we're not actually saying that we are a florist that serves this area. You know, we're not using the terms within our content that well. So I think that's something that we should actually, does somebody really know what you sell? Yeah. yeah it's quite important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, other things to think about are if you are a local business, make sure you're using the Google My Business um, local listing program. It's absolutely free and it gets you on the map results. It gets you on the local search results. Um, yeah, so if you Google Google My Business, you set up a profile where you put your name, phone number, images, website, social profiles, they normally ask you to verify your existence and they'll send you a postcard. That postcard will have a code on that will probably get lost four or five times until you eventually get it into the system. So if you're in like shared office space, it's a nightmare. Or if you've got multiple branches, we've, yeah, we've played that game quite a lot. Yes. <laughs> it's a phenomenal platform. You know, if yeah. you want to be, if you've got a kind of a local flavor, or, you know, you, you serve a very local audience, Google Places will get you, you know, 50, 60% of the way there. 
I agree. It takes, I would, it's like real estate, isn't it? Like that first page of a search is the real estate and yeah. Google My Places takes a massive part of that. And that's where all those maps are right at the beginning. So yeah. that's actually fundamentally, I think if that, that was the, the only thing you did, that would be number one. The yeah. second thing you do would be writing really good content on your website and making sure it's really well built and it's built for humans and it's built really well and all the pages are linked together properly and all that kind of thing. And then there's this horrible thing called title tags and description tags and tags behind the code of a website, which, you know, in some respects, when a web developer builds a website, they're quite lazy. Can't blame them, really. And they're not going to put in all the tags in the right place, generally. Um, and that they probably put the same tags on each page. Yeah. Really quite naughty. Um, and Google really doesn't like that at all, because obviously you're taught, you've got a tag that's not relating to the content on that page. So how, how can somebody look at that and decide what they're going to do about tagging their website? Yeah, so the, the way, I mean, most websites in kind of the smaller SMB world are normally built on platforms like WordPress. If it's e-commerce, you may be into Shopify, Press to Shop. If you did have a little bit of money to invest, I recommend looking at Yoast as a, as a plugin for those systems. Um, it's a, basically an SEO, we, we use a lot of WordPress sites and it allows all of this tagging and kind of SEO technical stuff to be a lot easier to implement. So um, you, you kind of mentioned a couple of tags there. The most important one is, we're gonna get a little bit technical, but we're not gonna go too deep into it, is the, the title tag. And that's the title of the page that you're looking at. The reason it's important is it's quite important from an SEO perspective and kind of the algorithm you know, Google looks at that as a very important um, decider of what that content's about. But actually, if you search on Google, the, your listing um, is made up of a couple of different bits. The top bit, which is the words in blue, that normally is your title tag. So in the listing of 10 results on Google, the big bold bit is what's going to be in your title tag. So that's the kind of introduction to the page. You've then also got another tag you might have heard of called the, the meta description. Now that is meant to be a description of what that page is about. So the title tag is, you know, the fundamental, you know, I think you've got, oh, what was it 35, 40 characters that you can fit in that. You've then got a bit more for the meta description, but the meta description is super important, not because it will improve your SEO, but actually it also sits on the Google result page under your title tag. And once you've caught the eye with the title tag, then people will normally read the description of what that page is about. And that's the decider then if they click on your link and come to your website. Um, so it's quite important, you know, if you're selling something, maybe think about making that dynamic with price or availability. You know, you really want that to be the teaser that gets somebody onto your, onto your website. Using something like Yoast, um, they've got a little evaluation. So when you create a page, there's a traffic light system that says, yep, your title tag is good. Yes, your meta description is good. A whole other, it does a whole lot of other stuff as well. But yeah, it's a really good way just to ensure the fundamentals are correct. Yeah, yeah, I use Yoast on mine, actually. And obviously, there's a free version and an upgraded version. And you can yeah. use the upgraded version because it's worth it. So I think, yes, getting the, the fundamentals of SEO are getting Google My Places and then getting your content right, getting the pages linked to each other's right. 
and then you know using um, something like Yoast to to help with your title tags and your meta tag descriptions, and that's kind of like the fundamentals, isn't it, to getting it right to setting off. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, what where Google's now heading is, and it, it was announced last year. It then got pushed back because of COVID. Google were quite nice in the fact that they said, right, we're not going to push this big update live, but they're starting to take into account user experience into, into the algorithm kind of more, more importantly. So we've always had things like page load speed. So, you know, the stats out there that, that show the drop off, that if people have to wait for more than a second for your site to load, you know, a high percentage are going to disappear off. We've kind of always had that, and we've always had that in the algorithm but it's starting to be more featured. Um, there's also going to be things like, I always do, because I'm, I'm impatient, and a page loads, it will first load, I'll go to click on a button, but then suddenly above that, the image is loading and everything jumps down. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or, but now that is in the algorithm, that if you've got that sort of movement, that's going to be a negative connotation. Um, yeah, all kind of little user UX usability elements and now starting to, to to feature which kind of makes sense because you know yeah. google wants its customers to have a good experience um oh the one thing we've not mentioned is google oh. wants its customers to have a secure and safe experience and again this is another small investment that is definitely worth making is getting your site securely hosted so if you look in your url and it says http uh, you want it to say https um, and that's just, I'm not going to get technical, but that just means that it's an encrypted connection um, between the server and the browser. And it just means that people can't hijack that information as it passes across the web. Um, again, super simple to set up. Um, probably speak to your web hosting. So wherever you're, whoever you pay your web hosting to, they will definitely sell SSL certificates. And that's what makes that, that, that process work. And the one other thing thinking about SEO is mobile optimization. Yeah, so Google actually works on a mobile first priority now. So that, that's what's over last year. So if you're designing a website now, design it for a mobile user first and desktop second. Um, so without getting too technical, you have what's called responsive design. So when it's on a big wide desktop, it's, it's nice and large. When it's on a small little mobile device, it pops up into the right shape. Um, you can degrade it as well so it can load quicker. Um, but yeah, mobile, kind of almost, it's mobile first now. It needs to work on a mobile device. That's what Google crawls and then desktop. It almost considers now, which is quite scary as a secondary way of viewing. I know. <laughs> yeah, because most web developers and web designers are working on an Apple Mac. Massive, great big screen. It looks fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Images. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Let's, let's add some video. That'd be really great. Yeah, let's yeah. slow the whole speed down and then put it on mobile. Yeah. Um, so it's just something to be really conscious of. I mean, most websites, obviously all websites now are being, being built mobile responsive, but there's still some websites out there that are not mobile responsive. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm so glad the days of Flash are gone. Yeah. There's always my SEO nightmare were, you know, Adobe Flash websites that Google couldn't even see the content that was encased in some crazy animation that are over 
paint designer had put together with too much time on their hands. <laughs> but that's still happening. That's still happening with some scripting on websites that Google can't see and yeah, yeah, content in PDFs, hidden content, JavaScripting. Yeah. And yeah. if we're getting really technical, but it's just about, it's making, honestly, it's just about having a good, clean, usable, well thought out site with really good content and lots of blogs, lots of updates, lots of news, lots of movement. I always, uh, there are two things I sort of think about SEO. The first one is um, think of it as a, a book on a library shelf and think about naming it and titling it properly so that when somebody goes into the, the library trying to find a book, they know where to find it. That's the most important thing. Yeah. And, and secondly, you know, build it for a human being, build it for an experience, build it for the user. Um, and you can't really go far wrong. And, and, and the third one, probably, I should say, but there are more than two, there were three, is that it isn't one of those books that you put on the shelf and dusty and never get it off. Because yeah. if you don't update your website a lot, like a lot, uh, news, blogs, new products, new services, if you've built your website and you leave it, and so it's never updatable, then Google's not going to like the fact you haven't got any new content. So it's yeah, that, that's certainly good. you've made a, a really good point there. So you know, the reason why that kind of is is every time Google comes back to your website, if it's all still the same, it will kind of go, oh, I wasted a bit of resource coming back. <laughs> yeah. So it'll say, right, well, I'm not going to come back as often. And the next month, it might come back and go, oh, it's not changed again. And it'll go, right, well, I'm not going to come back for six months. And what you'll find is that Google starts kind of forgetting about you in the way. The way that I kind of think about it is if I'm, you know, if I'm looking for a recipe and I've got two people in front of me, I've got um, a famous chef and I've got Dave, who am I going to trust to give me the best piece of resource? Probably the famous chef like Gordon Ramsay, who is everywhere. Everyone's talking about him. He's producing lots of content. Lots of people who aren't Gordon Ramsay are talking about Gordon Ramsay. That's why he's kind of a more um, optimized person than someone with, with nothing at all. So what you're trying to be is like the Gordon Ramsay, where you're everywhere, producing lots of content. Other people are talking about you. Other people are linking to your interesting content. And yeah, organically, that, that's how you should be producing content to, yeah. to see like you're a, a node of importance on a topic on the internet that's what you're trying to achieve i mean we do that in a number of different ways on the fieldgate flowers site we're building content in terms of blogs we do a lot of blogs yeah, and constantly. we do our podcasts now we're streaming our podcasts all straight in through our website as well so they're available there so every time we do a podcast like today it's available on our website we transcribe it so obviously the transcription is available from a google point of view yeah. and so our website is moving all the time um and and i would recommend that you really look at that and think about a content plan and update update content. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Content isn't just words. It can be um, images. It can be news. It can be video. You know, all of these elements are now crawlable by Google and make up the, the search engine result page. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. What do you think? I mean, we do um, video reviews. We After we've had a bride and groom, we send them something. Say, hey, have you had a lovely wedding? Would you like to just give us... And they, we get them to take the video themselves. So it's really natural. I'm all about authenticity. So it's really natural. Yeah. They send it to us. We edit it a little bit. We put it on our website. It's under video reviews. It's probably one of the pages that people really view a lot. 
And these people are going, oh, we we employed Fieldgate Flowers and they did our wedding and it was lovely and fantastic. Great, isn't it? But do you take it one step further and would you go with somebody like IO Reviews and have reviews feeding straight into your website and have real life content and and so on? Or would you just carry on? Yeah, I mean, I I think reviews are incredibly important. They kind of, it depends what your strategy is. So um, the easiest way to get a video to rank is to put it on YouTube because YouTube is obviously owned by Google. Um, you can put transpositions up there so you can take the words and you can give that to Google so it knows everything that is about. Um, reviews generally are text at the moment. So ratings and reviews are normally text. That's what Google kind of yeah. rules. You can use what's called schema. And there's a few other languages out there to mark up exactly what a review is. So you can be proactive and tell Google what your content is. If you put a big piece of text up there, Google can call it as a big piece of text. If you put the number four up there, you could tell Google, well, that's four out of a possible five for a rating. So then when Google looks at that, it knows exactly what those numbers are because you're, you're, you're putting a markup on top of the individual bits of text so Google can understand exactly what four, you know, if four with no, with no, um, no other information might not make any sense. But yeah. if you've told it it's four out of a five-star rating, Google can grab that data and you can actually start getting that in your um, search engine result page above your meta description. So you, you see sometimes organically people have stars on the organic ads. That all comes from schema markup. Yeah. If you're going to go down the paid route and you want stars over your paid ads, um, you need to use a partner of Google to harvest those and put them into Google Ads. There's about 20 that are accepted. Um, on the, if you Google seller ratings, um, there's a list of all the providers that, that Google accepts as trusted partners. Um, yeah, so if you're using it, but if you give them to the trusted partners, you need to make sure you're marking them up on your site as well. It's two different routes the way that that data flows to Google. The paid stuff through the partners, the organic stuff needs to be on your page. It needs to be marked up with something like Schema. Um, there are free plugins for WordPress that can give you that functionality. I think yeah. Yoast actually does it as well. I think so. Yeah, we're just going to look at it now. Um, but, you know, sends in the automated emails when somebody's bought something and start to get reviews. And, and then yeah. obviously you want to sift them into the right part of your website. So weddings goes to weddings and bouquets goes to bouquets. So it's quite sophisticated. Yeah. But certainly, yeah. I think reviews... Um, yeah, definitely. We'll be looking at that. So, yeah, I think we've given a quick overview on SEO without being too technical. I would say, you know, number one, think about the content, write the content to an alien. That's probably the best thing to start with. Think yeah. about a Yoast plugin. Think about mobile optimization. Yeah. Think about your meta tags and your descriptions. Um, yeah, I think that's a really and think and do Google My Places one. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Um, so I hope that's given everybody a good flavor for SEO and um, don't let everybody talk to you in um, funny language. They make it all. It's not scary. It doesn't need to be technical. Uh, The rules that Google put out haven't changed in the last 15 years. You know, the original Google beginners SEO PDF still is the same. You know, it's still the same fundamentals. Um, Yeah. Don't, don't be conned into chasing the algorithm. Brilliant. Thank you very much for your time, Martin. It's really no interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much. If you no need worries. to contact Martin, it's Martin McAndrew from Bluefest. Yeah. Thank you.